You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. and we're going to open up the Word and kick off our brand new series today, which is called Living Alive. And um, yeah, and we're going to be call, talk, talking today about the state of your heart. Um, what was that? What was that thing you were saying earlier, Todd? Not um, total eclipse of the heart. It's called state of the heart. You know, you, you know, there's people who just can find lyrics to go with anything. You know, that's Todd. <laughs> I did tell Pastor Jez, who's preaching over at Central this morning, I did tell her that maybe we should call today Total Eclipse of the Heart, not State of the Heart. But anyway, she didn't, she didn't want to have a bar of it, um, which you know, I've forgiven her for. It's all right. It's good. Hey, um, oh, this is going to be really good, really good. And uh, the messages that were on Father's Day and the week after Father's Day, so two weeks ago, I really feel like they set a really good platform for what we're about to launch into today. So, um, you know, just, just get ready, get your heart ready, because, um, you know, God's not done with you, right? Sometimes you kind of feel like you're at a certain point, and you go, all right, well, uh, that's, this, is, this is about how good it's going to get. <laughs> no, 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 that's not how God works. God keeps going, okay, let's bring you forward to a new level of strength. Let's take you to the next level of glory. Let's just keep going. Let's keep transforming you, you know. Uh, Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in me will carry it on to completion, right? So he's going to keep transforming you. He's going to keep shaping you. He's going to keep blessing you. He's going to keep pouring out his grace and his spirit on you and your family. But just, 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 you just need to believe this. It's going to keep getting better. All right? Hope, I'm not talking about hope today. This is all free, right? Hope is the confident expectation that God is up to something good. So if you're a person of hope, it means that we walk around as believers in Christ in this crazy, crazy world right now, right? We walk around with a confident expectation that God's about to do something great, right? Right? We don't walk around with, with, the, with the mentality and the culture of the world getting inside of us. We actually take a fresh counterculture into the world and we and we shift culture and we shift atmosphere because of what who god is and because of the hope that we have all right all right i'm actually going to get onto the sermon now but anyway all right good here we go um we have been doing some really good stuff and god's been showing us some really great things but um there's a there's a flip side of of the coin that we've been looking at that we want to kind of start looking at today because if there's one thing I know, it's that uh, the, the walk that you have with God is not a nice, smooth, easy ride. <laughs> you know, it's just, it just doesn't go that way. You know, I totally believe uh, in, in what God is doing in our heart and that, that, is a, uh, that my position in Christ is an unassailable place. It's a place that can't be touched. Right, I believe in walking around in hope and in peace and in strength, but it's it's. Uh, but so, for some reason, my humanity keeps getting in to my faith and wrecking stuff up. Right, um, you know, and so we can get so easily distracted uh, by by stuff and easily blindsided. We hit these bumps in the roads of life, and we just kind of go, "Oh, what's happening now?" You know. Um, 
But the grace of God just keeps guiding us back to the right path, you know, the Father's love, the Father's heart just keeps going, no, 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 come over this way, come over this way. Um, And one of those bumps, um, I want to talk about two bumps in the road that can take you out today. Do I need to hold this up a bit closer to my mouth? Is that? It's the fold fold backs. All right, sweet. Move them out of the road. Are these like stuck? All right, good. Cool. Um, One of them is is called apathy. If you uh, if you're suffering from from apathy, then you're apathy is like a cancer to faith. You know. Um, Does anyone ever have washing up apathy? I, I regularly suffer from washing up apathy, you know, like, uh, you know, like, you know, you've had people around or whatever, or, you know, the dishwasher didn't work for the day, so now it's doing the load that was meant to be on yesterday, and so now we've got to wash up everything, and I'm just kind of, I look at the pile, or even after we've just had normal dinner in our, in our normal big family, and the kids have stacked the dishwasher, and there's still stuff that's there that, to be washed up, and every single night I go... I don't, I don't care. I, don't, I, 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 I just don't care. But I know that I'm going to care a lot more in the morning. <laughs> so I do it anyway. Right? Anyone suffer from washing up apathy? Right. Yeah, I've got you all on board now. Right. Uh, you know, I, I find myself, I get apathy, apathetic when I'm overworked or when I'm tired or when I don't feel like I've had enough space in my head or space in my life i just you know i just want to all i want to do is i want to netflix and i want to sleep and i want to chill out and i want to play xbox and you know just do nothing if i'm overworked i just want to do nothing uh and i have a really apathetic view on basically everything for a while and then after a little while i kind of I don't know, God just kind of jump starts my heart. It's like, oh, maybe I should do stuff. Maybe I should help back out with the rest of the family. Uh, you know, maybe I should be constructive or productive in, in doing something. Um, you know, another bump that you can have in your road, which can be like a cancer that can take you out, is pain. You know, just something that's the, the, that won't go away, you know, like it's just there whether it's physical pain or relationship pain or something that threatens to eat you up and destroy you from the inside out, right? Um, and the problem with these things uh, is that what we end up doing is the devil wants us to disconnect from God and disconnect from other people. And they're the people that God has placed in our lives to help us through the thing. You know what I mean? Like... If, if you are going through stuff in your life and you keep turning up to church and you turn up to Sunday night and you turn up to connect group and there's a prayer meeting and you turn up to pray to the prayer meeting and you're early for church, you know, and you're like, you just keep showing up. I guarantee you, you will get your breakthrough. I guarantee it. You know, those people who don't stop showing up when stuff is going down, Oh man, I just I have I just have so much respect for those people because they they it's kind of like well I know where my breakthrough is going to come from and I know the people that God has planted me with who are going to support me through it you know uh, 
Isolation is, is, a, is a killer for, for anything else that you're going through, right? You've got to stay connected. You've got to stay planted. You've got to stay connected to God, connected to your spouse, connected to your kids, connected to your, to, to your church family, right? That's how God intended it. But, but for some of us, when we go through stuff, our priorities get kind of mucked around, and then we fall into some bad habits, and our priorities stay that way. And after you've been through a thing, you have to keep refreshing your priorities. You know, when, you, when the website won't load and you keep hitting, you know, I keep hitting Command R, Command R, Command R. Refresh the page. Keep refreshing the page until it turns up. All right? You know? Anyone else do that? You might not press Command R. You might press Refresh, Refresh, Refresh. On the, on the, on Windows, on the Windows, it's F5. Okay? F5, F5, F5. Refresh, Refresh. Refresh, refresh, refresh. This is what we have to keep doing to our priorities. You got to keep refreshing your priorities. I just went through something last week. Well, today I'm going to refresh my priorities. God, you are number one. Okay, this is how it's going to work because the thing became bigger than God for a while, and now I got to refresh my priorities. Now I got to get back to how it should be. No, no, no. I'm not going to focus on my pain. I'm going to focus on Him because He is the, 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 the comforter. He is the healer. He is the guider. He is the light. He is the life. He is the strength. Okay, He is my joy and my peace and my comfort and, and everything. So I'm not going to let my thing, you know, be, be higher in priority than who God is. I'm going to keep refreshing. Re refresh. Command R, Command R, F5, F5. Hit the refresh button and you've got to keep making sure that God goes back to number one, back to number one, back to number one every day, right? So we've, we've been focusing on three things lately uh, that have been so, so good for us as a church. And can you bring up that um, 12 maxim slide, the 12 stones? So a couple of these, which you'll see kind of, you know, before the service and after the service on the screens, all right? These are 12 significant things that God has been speaking to us as a church, right? And it's kind of been around for a bit, for a bit now, and you, can, you, you might look at the screen and go, oh yeah, whatever, seen that, seen that, all right? But a few of these have been so powerful in shifting culture and shifting our hearts, right? But if we're not careful, the strength of what we've been looking at can make us lazy, let me show you. Right down the bottom there, it says rest, not drivenness. Remember, remember I said that my humanity likes to get in? My humanity likes to get in between rest and drivenness and likes to make me restful and lazy so that I don't actually do anything. Yeah, I'm learning how to rest in God. Oh, this is the best. I'm just going to stay here, right? I, no, I need to be... I, I still need to be driven it's from a place of rest. I need to learn how to rest while I'm moving with God, right? Uh, another one is identity before activity on the top right. You know, God's been speaking to us so much about our identity and sonship and who are you in Christ? That is a really, really great journey to go on. Who are you? Who does He say that you are, Right? But often I, I find that I, I just like to stop at, at identity. No, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. It's identity before activity, but not without activity, right? Don't get lazy. We can get so lazy in our faith, all right? And, and the other one is, let me see if I can find it. 
is it there? What have I got here? Oh, belief before behavior. Is that on there? We're going to add it. Oh, belief system up at top, right? Belief before behavior. So we don't have to focus on our behavior. The Christian life isn't behavior management. It's belief management. If I focus on getting my beliefs right, then my behavior and everything else is just going to sort itself out. Right? But But if I come at these things with the wrong heart, because we're talking about the heart, if I come at these things from the wrong heart, I'm going to stop halfway and I'm going to be inactive. I'm not going to walk into the fullness of the revelation. All right. I'm going to, I've been hanging out with Timothy and Paul for a while. So we're going to go to 2 Timothy and then we're going to jump back into 1 Timothy. Um, and I've got 15 minutes to preach the rest of this message because then we're going to do some other cool stuff. So the question I have for you is firstly, what's the state of your heart? And then we're going to read 2 Timothy 1 right now, verse 5 to 6. So Paul is writing a letter to Timothy who has just taken over the church at Ephesus, which we know is around about 30,000 at this time, 30,000 people at this time. It's going to grow to about 60,000 people, this church in Ephesus, and Timothy is looking after it, okay? So it's Paul writing his second letter to Timothy, and he says this, in verse 5 of chapter 1, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying out of my hands, right? Fan into flame the gift that is in you, sincere faith. We're going to come back to that in a minute. So what's the state of your heart? So Father's Day, we talked about, we talked pretty openly, pretty vulnerable, you know, about, about idols and stuff that's in front of us. You know, that was the week before Father's Day, then we had Father's Day, then we talked about, you know, the calling that's on us and how we need to step into that. Um, not letting anything kind of get in the way, you know, not letting us live in our stuff, but stepping into what God has for us. Um, and you, you know what I find is I find that often God can be doing some great things in me, some great things, speaking to me about some great stuff, but then the insecurity of my heart just comes through and undermines it all. And I end up just going back to this, back to square one, and I have to start to work out this thing again. So I end up going around the mountain. Anyone feel like you're going around the mountain sometimes? You know, you know. Oh yeah, God, you're doing this great thing. Ah, uh, no, I just came to nothing. Oh yeah, look, God's doing this great thing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because my heart, or my my mind, or the insecurities that we're walking in, they can kind of sabotage what God's trying to complete. Um, I'm going to get pretty real with you for a minute. The, 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 the easiest way to find out if you have a heart issue is to ask the question, why? Why do I feel guilty if I don't read my Bible? Why didn't I want to come to church this morning? <laughs> why? Those are, those are the really pressing questions. Those are the ones that really are going to make you do some, some soul searching. You know, why, why didn't I pray when I went on holidays? You know, or why do I stop praying when, when things are good? 
why do I only ask God for his help when things are bad? You know, those, those kind of questions, the why questions are really, really important. So I, I have to ask, why do we need to ask the why questions? It's because it tests the sincerity of your faith. Because it keeps me coming back to, what is, what is it that I actually believe in? Who is it that I actually believe in? And, and, and what does that mean? Because if I believe in a God who is a good father, if I believe in a Holy Spirit who is present and who is my help and my peace and my comfort and my, gui- my guidance, if I believe the stuff that we've been talking about, then why don't I want to do things sometimes? And me asking me those questions is a very confronting moment because answering those questions sometimes I find some stuff out about myself that I don't like very much you know you know why am I feeling apathetic towards God why don't I care about this area of my life why don't I care about this you know these are the last things that you want to do is ask those questions so I wanted to try and make it really simple for us today because I need simplicity in my life. And I like to ask this question, how do I know if I have a heart issue? And these are the two things that I feel like God was saying. I feel like I know that I have a heart issue if I run from intimacy with God. If, if I'm always saying no to God when He's trying to come close, then I've got some heart stuff to deal with. Um, you know, sometimes God will say to, say to me, like, hey, um, just, just put the Xbox controller down for a minute and go into your office and I want to meet with you. Or, you know, or just, just stay in your car for a few minutes after you drive in the driveway because I want to show you something. And it's like these invitations from God to, to go deeper. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm there, come on. And sometimes I'm like, not today, I'm tired. (laughs) Or I've got things to do, or I've got this, or I'm feeling like this. And I don't like myself when I'm saying no to God like that. But it points out in me that there might be an issue in my heart when I'm running away from intimacy. The second thing is when you always say no. Like I first started learning how to say no according to healthy boundaries and then it just became a habit, you know. If you just have a habit of saying no all the time, that's maybe that might not be the best thing. No, God, I'm not going to speak to that person, <laughs> you know. Or no, I'm not going to go there in worship or, no, I'm not going to, you know, sign up for that thing or whatever. You should all sign up for City Surf today. It's going to be really good. Um, <laughs> so, because if I'm going to be living alive, if I'm not going to just be living but existing, if I'm actually going to live and be alive with God, I need to ask some, some pretty serious questions. But here comes the fun part. I've got nine minutes. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Point number two is it's not about reservation, but about passion. This is what I discovered, that um, 
we, we like to live with our heart petitioned. I like to, we, like to, we like to think because there's this lie in the world right now that you can have everything. That you can have it all. You can have all of God. You can have all of the world, you know, and it's a complete lie. But what we do is we petition our hearts and we go, okay, God, this, this side, this is for you. And this is, it's, it's primarily Sunday mornings and when I need you. Uh, but, but over here, over here, well, this is, this is the part of my heart that I'm reserving for, for the world. Because the world is, 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 have you seen it? Like, you made it, and it's pretty cool. And there's heaps of good stuff over here that I really want to enjoy. But I, I'm just going to reserve this part. Because I, if, I, if, I, if I do the whole thing with you, if I don't reserve any part, then people might think I'm a, I'm a little weird because have you seen those people right uh, I've seen a few of them they're they're a little odd and I'm not sure I want to become like them so I'm going to petition my heart down the middle and you can have this part and 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 maybe you know maybe one morning a week when I'll, I'm going to open my Bible and then and then the other half is is for the world right see the, the thing is in, in giving God, in, in making it that decision to go, God, just have my whole heart. He still wants you to enjoy the world. He still wants you to enjoy the good things that are in the world. He just doesn't want the world to creep into your heart anymore. Right? And, and, and 1 John verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 15 says, If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. You cannot have your heart petitioned. You can't do it. It's, it. You are either all in with God or you're in with the world. The, the Bible is, is pretty clear on that. God wants all of you. Jesus didn't half die so he could get half of you. He fully died so he could get all of you. He paid for your whole life with his blood. Not for just an hour and a half on Sunday, right? But yet, what do we do? We go, God, you get to have a little bit and the, the rest is, is, is for me to play and have fun, right? God says, no, no, no. If you give me your whole heart, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how to have more fun than you could ever imagine, right? Because a life that is fully alive. It's, it's not about reservations. It's not about reserving parts, okay? It's about living fully passionate for God alone, right? See, I wrote this down. Jesus died for us to set us free from sin and death so that I could live fully for Him, right? Being a vessel of God to release heaven on earth and work with the Father by the Spirit to transform the world around me, right? But I can't do that if I'm reserving my heart for something else. It's... All right, here we go. I was reading 1 Timothy this week, all right? Uh, I've been uh, meditating on it, and um, I've been working my way slowly through 1 Timothy, you know? I, I ended up ditching my Bible reading plan. I'm like, you know, whatever. It wasn't working for me. I got really fired up at the beginning of the Bible reading plan, and then people like it, you know, on new version. People like it every time I complete a day, which happens every four days or so. You know, I complete one day of my Bible reading plan. My one-year Bible reading plan is going to take me about five years to finish. But whatever, 
you know, but I'm stuck in it. I'm like, I'm 107 days in, and now I feel like I have to complete it. But I don't need, anyway, anyway. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm ditching that, and I'm just going to do this instead. So I've been meditating on 1 Timothy, uh, getting back to what I do best with God, which is stick some worship music on, and meditate, and journal, and read, and pray, and think, and hear, and listen. And so this is what I found, right? 1 Timothy 1, verse 3 to 6. It says, Uh, As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things, I'm going to make a point out of this in a minute, keep going with me, right? Such things promote controversial speculation rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. Verse 5, the goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith there's that word again sincere faith some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk this is what i feel like is happening to a bunch of people right now not necessarily you but a lot of people that i know have walked away from church they still call themselves christians but the only thing i hear coming out of their mouths is meaningless talk it's just chatter. It's just blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm like listening to their stuff going, you know what? You might need to, to meet my friend over here again whose name is Jesus because he's the reason why, you know, why you even got started on that journey because, ah. Oh, I just, I, 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 I love this. The goal is love. The goal is to love God and love people, right? That's, that's the goal. And it's going to happen if I've got a pure heart, not if I've got a, a petitioned, reserved heart, if, my, if I've got a heart that is sold out to God. Anything else that I'm pursuing is just going to be meaningless. Anything else anything else we've been we've been reading this book called the barefoot investor highly recommended let's sort out our finances let's go to a whole new level on our finances awesome but this becomes a little bit of a project for me and i'm like "Ooh, okay cool let's do this and we we start jigging things around and opening new bank accounts and how's this going to work this is going to be great you know and it becomes a project but i don't need god as a project i need him as my passion i need him as my number one i I don't need to be sidetracked by anything else anything else when i get to heaven is going to be burned up the only thing that's going to matter is how i am with jesus christ all right and you, I know, I know, you just came from a week where your kids were dropping wheat picks all over you and, 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 and the finances, there's not enough money in your account and you've got to sort stuff out. And, and there's this issue with your neighbor. Uh, if you have the same neighbor as me, then I get it, right? And I know that we live, we, we don't live 24-7 in this nice little comfortable community with a guy yelling at you from the stage, right? And some awesome people leading you into the throne room of heaven, all right? But day to day, I have to keep coming back to what is my world all about? 
And I can get distracted by a million things. Because I do. But I have to keep coming back to what and who is my life all about. And it's got to be about Christ. Paul said in another letter, he said in Philippians 3, 7 to 8, I'm running super out of time. He says, whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. Listen to this. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Everything else is going to be, is going to work out to be nothing except for you knowing and walking with Jesus and releasing heaven on earth. It's not about how much you know about the Bible. It's about what has taken form in your heart and in your life and how that has, how that has actually built your relationship with Him. Okay, um, I'm going to finish point, my third point in two minutes, all right? Because it can be summed up like this. It's not about what I do, it's about who I pursue. Okay, that's the most tweetable thing I've ever said. <laughs> it's not about... See, my, my daily Bible reading plan had become all about what I do. It had, about, it had become about, do I feel like I've read enough Bible as a Christian, as a, as a pastor, to alleviate my guilt enough for me to move on with my day? Anyone feel like that with your, your daily plan or your daily thing? You know, I just, well, if I don't get it done, I'm going to feel pretty bad. Let me just say, you can have a great relationship with God even if you don't start the day with him. So mothers, mothers, listen to me right now. Just be free from that lie that says, my day is going to be terrible if I haven't already spent time with Jesus. That's a lie. Keep building your relationship with Christ over the day, over the night, when you wake up to your child first thing in the morning and it's like your eyes are hanging out of your head, and you're like, oh, Jesus, help me. He's there with you, right there. Okay? But keep... So this is what I had to remember this week. It's not just about what Darren gets done. It's about, was it about pursuing God and connecting with Him? And if it wasn't, then what's the point? And that's going to take shape in different forms because sometimes you're going to wake up really tired and I, God, I don't want to pursue you right now. Maybe pursuing Him looks like resting and listening and being quiet before Him as you sip your coffee to stay awake. It's not about, it's not about ticking the box that I've, I've read my Bible and I've prayed for 15 minutes Therefore, I'm a good Christian and I can live the rest of my life in the world. So not about that. It's about 
Am I pursuing Christ? Am I pursuing the Father? Am I pursuing the Holy Spirit with my life? Am I, is, is my faith sincere? Is my heart pure? Can I, can I say that I have a good conscience? Because if I have these three things, the result is a love for God that will keep growing and keep deepening all the time. I'm going to finish now. I'm not going to knock over any more water onto the floor. So I just want to, I just want Todd, if you can lead us in that sort of fire song. And I want you to seriously, sincerely consider what your priorities are. Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse 33 he said seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you seek first seek first him if he is my all if he is my pursuit it can look a number of different ways but it's got to come down to, am I pursuing Him? So why don't you just, why don't you stand where you are? There's, there's, there's no pressure. It's just passion. It's just not about anyone pushing you to do a thing or say some words. This is just about the decision of your heart right now. say to him, I'm all in. Just give him your heart. God, we've, we've decided that there could be no distraction. There'll be no discouragement. There'll be no, there'll be nothing, no thing take us off track off the pursuit we want to pursue you alone you alone Jesus you alone because seeking you first in that space we get everything else most importantly we get you just make this secure in our hearts right now Lord make it not just a nice moment I just I got a sense this week that God's going to shift some futures You've got a picture plan of what you think your future could look like. What does that look like now with the heart that's all after Him?
come, Holy Spirit. Just wait on Him. Just wait on Him. Just wait on the Lord. Um, I just got a real sense this morning um, as Darren was speaking that for some of us, the this is going to get messy, okay, just forewarning. For some of us, the heart issue, it's not because we've, you know, made bad choices or because we've got a bad attitude or something like that. But for some of us, the heart issue is pain and it's hurt. And it's, it comes from circumstances and it comes from people, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And I feel like the Lord is saying, and I, this is from the heart of the Father this morning. He says, I see you. I see you. I feel your pain. I know your pain. And I had I had an experience recently where just meeting with Jesus. Thank you. And in the encounter I saw like peace and strength traveling through my body like gold through my bones and as that happened I went I'm strong I'm strong and I'm gonna just use this and you as an example just come here for a second <laughs> so here's what I saw it's like the burden that I had to carry, I was like, suddenly, I can do it. I'm strong. I'm strong enough. And then, so Darren can be Jesus, I realized that Jesus was beside me and he was holding, holding the burden. And I was like, yes, Jesus is with me. Together we carry the burden. Then I was like, hang on. I'm actually not tall enough. He's too big. I can't carry it with him. He actually carries it for me. He carries it for me. And I can't, I'm not even, like, I don't even get a look in because it's too, he's got it. He's got the whole thing. So this morning, feel like that's you, that there's pain. I want you to know that's not your burden to carry anymore. Okay? That's not your burden to carry. He's taking it from you. So let's just pray. Shut your eyes. <laughs> so Father, I thank you for your perfect, perfect love. And I thank you that you see us 
where we are. And I just, I feel again to say that the Father says, I see you. I see you. I feel you. And if you're carrying that burden of pain, I want you to just lift it to the Lord right now. Just lift up your hands. Pretend, you know, we're into prophetic acts around here. Lift it up. And I want you to say this after me. I want you to say, Father, what do you have for me in exchange? What do you have for me instead of pain? And listen now, okay? Because the Father's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you and he's going to reveal to you. He's going to do more than I could do laying hands on every one of you, okay? Listen to the Father. And I just release. I release the love of the Father over every one of you, over every one of us. I release the love of the Father that casts out all fear, that casts out all pain, the love of the Father that will dry every tear. there's a word that we use um, a fair bit and uh, most of the time you say it at the end of a prayer but it's actually got faith in it and the word is amen and the word amen actually means so be it so amen to today amen to today amen to what the father has started Amen to what the Holy Spirit has done. Amen to the decisions of our heart, right? So be it. So be it. So go and walk it out this week. Walk it out and work it out. Sometimes it's hard work, okay? Philippians uh, 2 says, uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Notice it doesn't say play out your salvation with fear and trembling. Sometimes it's hard work. Don't be afraid to go to work. You don't do it alone. Jesus is right there with you, right? Holy Spirit's guiding you. Try something new this week. Pursue. Don't just do. Pursue. Connect. Go to Him. If it doesn't help you to connect with God, does it, does it need to stay the same? Have an awesome week. No PM service tonight. And uh, hang around around for some some fun some chats and coffee and uh sign up for city serve yeah it's gonna be good thanks for joining us for the c3 victory podcast we would love to see you at one of our services to find out more visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on facebook or instagram